0: Hey there, and welcome to Season 9 of Doctor Who. This is the U.S. Who cast, which has been out of commission for a very, very long time. Mainly because I got pretty disgusted with the show for a little while, but the end of Series 8 and uh, this beginning of Series 9 inspired me to give these little 10-minute talks, which I'm going to call 10 Who. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I'm good with the cheesy names. My name is Matt Murdoch, by the way in case you don't remember who I am, in, in case you stumbled upon this podcast for the first time. And uh, I, no website, no real contact information. If you want to send me an email at uswhocast at gmail.com, feel free. Um, probably won't share any feedback on this podcast because, again, they are just going to be little 10-minute talks about each new episode of Doctor Who. And The Magician's Apprentice, written by Moffat, Uh, This time around, I thought, was an excellent episode. On a 10 scale, I would definitely give it an 8.8. Leaning more towards the 9 side, I loved the reintroduction of all of the characters. Seeing Scarrow was absolutely amazing. It's the best Scarrow has ever looked. Um, Seeing uh, Missy back, even though, you know, she is... Really, no reason why she should still be alive, but I love how Moffat just kind of just played it off and said, "Well, it doesn't really matter." So you know, this is the Moffat way, uh, which sometimes I really hate and sometimes I really love. But in this case, just because I really love uh, the Master, I, I love Missy uh, so much that uh, it doesn't really matter. That actress is brilliant. She is hilarious and scary all at the same time. Everything the Master should be. And that's absolutely fantastic. And uh, looking forward to her continued role in the series as we go along. Uh, Jenna Coleman, adorable as always. Uh, Clara herself, annoying as always. Although I've warmed up on Clara quite a bit as compared to the way I was about her at first. I thought last series was um, really good at defining her and the new Doctor in terms of who they are and that makes me feel a lot better about uh, the two of them going forward It makes me feel a little bit better about Clara going forward. And lots of surprises in this. Uh, the origin of, of uh, the first time that the Doctor meets uh, Davros which it's interesting that he's come back in time and he just did the first time that it's so he's known davros all you know for so many regenerations uh and yet he sees davros at davros's youngest in this much later period in the doctor's life so that's fantastic i love how out of order everything always is with doctor who and um man some really good stuff uh, great storyline. Some things I didn't really care for, the guitar playing thing. I mean, that was funny. It was great. Uh, again, I felt like uh, Missy actually stole that scene more than the doctor did. Um, yeah, I mean, you can you can have the doctor embracing his old style, and that's what that point was, was to kind of harken back to the, the quirkiness of a Tom Baker or, or what have you. Speaking of which, it was cool that they threw in a little clip about uh, when he thought about trying to kill all of the Daleks in that one classic episode, which I can't remember the name of right now. I know all you classic fans are yelling at me, screaming at me, turning the podcast off. That's okay. I'm a new fan, uh, mostly a new series fan show. I do have some classic experience, but not a whole lot. So you're going to have to forgive me when I screw that kind of stuff up. Anyway, uh loved getting all this backstory. Man, Scarrow just looked, Amazing when it was finally revealed. Um, I just when I saw that in the trailer, the first thing I, I tweeted a couple of friends was, "Was that Scarrow? Was that Scarrow?" And I was hoping it was. Yes, it was, and it just looked fantastic. Um, it was a great co- uh, kind of combination of, of what had been in the classic series before, uh, way back with the first Doctor and the kind of modern sensibility that the show has now. I thought that it looked, it looked beautiful. I love the idea of this shorthand between the doctor and Missy, you know, because they're both time Lords. They're both a lot more all knowing than everybody else. Right. And all the doctor has to say to Missy is gravity. And she goes, I know. And then you get that whole great bit with, with uh, Missy doing the thing about gravity. I love that. That was fantastic there are some things that uh, I didn't like of course uh, like I said the guitar playing wasn't very thrilled by that snake character I don't even know he impressed me so much that I didn't even catch his name the computer graphics on the planes and the snakes were pretty terrible and I never have like that whole cloning Dalek thing you know where the little spout comes out of the head Never did like that idea. That's one thing I think Moffat went way too far with. Uh, don't like that at all. So when the uh, when the Axeman, uh, who I guess you saw, if you've seen the prequel, you know that he's in that one too, uh, which shows some of the time that the Doctor spends of those three weeks. It is good to, that they gave that prequel because, you know, this whole introduction scene of the Doctor... When uh, uh, Clara and Missy finally find him. Wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense at all. But it does make more sense that way. But at any rate. Hate the cloning Daleks. Don't like that. Don't like that. But. It all did lead up to a great ending. Where Davros has put the Doctor into this position. Where he wants something from him. And the only way that the Doctor can repair all the damage that Davros does here. He's killed Clara. He's killed Missy. He's destroyed the TARDIS. I mean, the Doctor, in order to save them, all he can do is go back in time and destroy Davros before Davros creates the Daleks. It's going to be a very interesting paradoxical dilemma for the Doctor in the future. I can't wait to see that. Because remember, the Impossible Girl. The first time that the doctor, the Matt Smith doctor, ever met her, was in the Asylum of the Dialects. So, how does if he were to do this and go back in time and kill Davros? How how would that affect things in the future? There's got to be some kind of loophole, some kind of way out. Moffat always comes up with either a very fairy taley or a fun uh, loophole. Uh, to get the doctor out of paradoxes, uh, as, as we've seen over the years. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he solves that. Uh, but it will have to be solved for certain, one way or the other. Um, what else? I mentioned, you know, no explanation of how Missy survived. That's okay, because he played it off as a joke. It, it feels a lot like the whole um, Sherlock Holmes thing, you know, where you can just fanfic just about anyway. To, for her to have survived, but and I guess that's it. If you want to, uh, you know, scream at me for not having been on for the last three years, four years, five years—I don't know—or if you want to scream at me for, for my thoughts tonight, again, I thought it was a fantastic episode. I felt um, not as emotionally attached to it as I did to uh, the finale of Series Eight or to the Christmas special. Uh, however. Uh, I, I thought that it, it was very poignant. I thought it was good storytelling and, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they, uh, get the doctor out of this one. Cliffhangers, man. Uh, I got a feeling of, uh, there's going to be more of those kind of cliffhanger episodes, uh, this particular series from what I've heard. So I'm looking forward to having these kind of two uh, more two parters. Uh, Moffat was always good with the two parters in the RTD era. So I'm hoping that uh, he kind of continues to be able to do that type of thing in the future as well. And that's it. This is Matt. Thanks for listening. Bye. Tax day is coming. Oh, no.